0: Nike shares got off to the races earlier this morning, and then just kind of petered out. Still a two and a half percent gain, and helping consumer discretionary as the top performing sector on the day. Let's talk some more about the earnings. Joining us, John Kernan is managing director and senior equity research analyst covering apparel and footwear at Cowan and textiles too, which sounds like a lot of consumer stocks uh, that uh, generally I would think uh, have some reopening strength ahead of them. Is that Nike or? there's still too much confusion with China.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of moving pieces for Nike. Thanks for having me on today. It's always good to be on post Nike. They're such an important component of the consumer discretionary index in the public markets. I, Definitely. With Nike, a lot of ge- movement, moving pieces geographically. Uh, you brought up China. Uh, their, their business in China still did decline year over year, but I think the more important way to look at their business in China right now is it's up 36% from the pre-COVID base there are very few Western brands that can speak to that level of strength. We think Hmm. China's gonna turn in the fourth quarter and improve sequentially and into next year. So that'll be a positive catalyst for Nike.
0: Okay, so the worst possibly past year, even with the uh, decline in in revenue from the region, uh, seems like the whole market has totally changed its mind on China just within the last few sessions.
1: China's gonna be volatile, I think, for many companies, Western brands that are operating there, there's a lot of geopolitical factors uh consumers in china have become much more aware of their consumption patterns towards western brands and the athletic brands in particular uh, have dr- have drawn fire from the politicians there and also consumers and they've lost share to local brands
0: what's going to be a bigger driver for nike uh is it uh, the athleisure lulu competition is it just the shoes still the bread and butter uh what for nike is the, the biggest growth story
1: Nike's an innovation company. And I think that, you know, what they refer to as consumer direct offense. I think you'll see them remain on offense. You'll see a great product cycle as we get into their next coming fiscal 23. I think the concern we have for Nike is less so on the product and innovation side, it's more on the expectation side. We think consensus sell side sales and EPS estimates as we look at t- their fiscal 23 are on the high side, they're calling for 25% plus EPS growth, 13% reported sales growth uh, with the growing FX headwind. Expectations are pretty lofty right now, and that, that's what gives us concern in the near term.
0: Okay. Uh, John, is there any possibility of sneaker fatigue? I was walking around Nordstrom looking for some things for a trip this weekend, and the one part that still shocks me, even now, it's gotten even more expensive, some of the high-end shoes, the really fancy stuff. I mean, Nike generally more affordable than affordable than some of the crazy stuff out there. $400, you know, for Balenciaga sandals or whatever, $800 for Versace sneakers. Again, I'm at Nordstrom, but uh, still, it feels like the industry for sneakers, which definitely includes some of the hot Nike products, too, has almost been like a speculative one that people treated like trading, right? They buy the shoes. They barely even wear them. They resell them on one of these secondary exchanges how does that impact the way we view uh, their core shoe business if it became like a almost speculative market uh, maybe i'm exaggerating
1: no i don't think you're exaggerating at all we've authored two reports titled sneakers as alternative asset class ah, bingo two iterations of them and you know, we we've, we've addressed the growing the rapidly growing sneaker resale market of which nike and air jordan are 90% plus of and there's very innovative private companies that I think uh you'll hear more of in in coming months and years that are they're that fueling this almost asset class like behavior uh with where investors are earning tremendous returns on buying and reselling and investing in sneakers and, and other categories as well nfts are an area that some of the consumer focused companies are now looking at too including Nike who created their own and F- NF- launched their own nft uh, uh just a week ago so mm-hmm. um Sneakers as an alternative asset class is a concept. We're watching it. There's an incredible amount of dollar volume being done in resale markets. And it's an exciting, Nike's driving the market. I think that shows how much brand heat they have and how much heat is in the category right now.
0: Okay, I like that description. 133 here, a nice step towards uh, uh, your targeted uh, uh, price level, which is kind of in the middle of the the stock trading range. So it's not like you're looking for Nike to suddenly get back to the all-time highs. Uh, just around uh, 145, kind of the midpoint of this last uh, year of trading. John, thanks for the uh, update after these reports. Uh, Always helpful and agreed, a very important company. Uh, Thank Mm -hmm. you. Especially with the China insight, too, uh, seeing another example here. Within Nike, the market's optimism that perhaps the worst has passed with that negative Chinese sales contribution. Thanks, John Kernan. Joining us from Cowan with the bullish Nike take.